You are tuning in to the Milk Carton Series. I'm your host, Stephanie, and today we discuss the disappearance of Carly Gus. Hey guys, welcome. Thank you for tuning back into another episode. Today we'll be discussing a 16-year-old who disappeared. Her name is Carly Gus. I really hope I'm not pronouncing her last name incorrectly. She was born on May 13, 2002, to the parents of Lindsay Farley and Zachary Gus. When she was a toddler, her parents divorced and she would soon have a third parent in her life, stepmother Melissa Gus. Her family also consisted of two younger brothers who were aged 9 and 10 at the time of her disappearance. So in August of 2018, Carly had moved with her father and stepmother. And they lived in a small town in California. It was it had roughly about 650 people. And it was it was true in its size. Many worked, many attended school in the nearby town of Bishop, just 14 miles away. And Lindsay, Carly's mom, she had moved and relocated to Nevada, which was about 160 miles from where her, you know, her daughter was. And being as though she had more so of the physical custody of her daughter, she did grant Carly, you know, that allowance to stay with her father because she wanted to be near her friends. When Carly wasn't attending classes at Bishop Unit High School, she worked a part-time job at a title company um, Melissa had worked for as an escrow assistant. Those who knew her described her as fun, loving, and such a sweet girl who had a good sense of humor. Despite her quiet and introverted nature, she was popular amongst her classmates and was well-liked by many. So around the time of her disappearance, Carly was dealing with the repercussions of having been suspended from school as a result of her being caught using marijuana on campus. Given her grades were also plunging, she was forced to attend counseling, which seems to help her get get things back on track. In the days before her disappearance, her friends say she was experiencing episodes and was worried someone was tracking her via her cell phone. However, both Melissa and Lindsay have said they themselves did not observe any unusual behavior. On the evening of October 12, 2018, Carly asked Melissa if she could attend a football game at the high school, but they had already had planned on going to a house party with her boyfriend. Unaware of her stepdaughter's real motives, Melissa granted her permission. At around 8 p.m., Melissa called and asked if she needed a ride home from the game, but was reassured by Carly that her boyfriend would be driving her home. The events after the cell phone call are the results of information gleaned from Carly's parents and those who were at the party. According to attendees at the party, Carly began to panic and became frantic, and it is said she had been near impossible to console. At 8.30 p.m., she called Melissa and asked her to pick her up from the trailer park where the party was being held, saying, never mind, hurry up. I changed my mind. Come get me. I'm booking it down Dixon Lane. Hurry, hurry. She's scared. Melissa, worried, drove to the area noting that Carly hadn't wanted to get off the phone and had been adamant about being picked up as soon as possible. When Melissa arrived at the trailer park, she found her stepdaughter was nowhere to be found. 
While searching the area, she spotted a small light and found Carly almost a mile away, running down the street and using her cell phone to guide her way. When she spotted Melissa, she jumped in the car and told her she was very scared. An emotion that was echoed in her face, which Melissa described as being ghost-like and dilated pupils. Throughout the drive home, Carly vocalized her fear that the car would kill her and she changed seats numerous times. As I began to read that, I was wondering if maybe she um, took like a Xanax or something. Not a Xanax, but it's something that you can take. I I was watching something and, um, and a girl had did that and she was like frantic. So I'm curious as if maybe she might have taken that at the party. But by the time they returned, Zachary was home from work. According to both he and Melissa, Carly was still acting irrational. She was frantic and she was huddling in one quarter, one moment at a time, telling them how much she loved them to the next. She was practically afraid of her cell phone and her parents getting close to her. When asked what was wrong, she was unable to tell them, saying she did not know herself. So as they begin to try to calm down Carly, Melissa served dinner, a salad which she referred to as the devil's lettuce, while her frantic behavior had died down. She seemed appeared anxious, disoriented, and paranoid, and she eventually admitted to have smoking weed while at the party. This led Zachary to believe that she may have experienced and a ear reaction to the drugs as she hadn't smoked in some time. But both he and Melissa felt that she wasn't in immediate danger and they did not drive her to the hospital. So after dinner, Melissa and Carly spent time in her bedroom. They were painting their toes, coloring, and reading from the Bible. When Carly had calmed down, she was still acting out of the ordinary. So Melissa took out her own cell phone and began to secretly record her with the intention of showing how her stepdaughter had reacted when high. In the 8 minute and 45 second video, Carly can be heard saying she didn't want to sleep in case she was killed. And she asked Melissa if she would call 911 if someone or something bad would happen to her. After the video was recorded, the pair spent a while chatting between 10.30 p.m. and 3 a.m. before falling asleep. So on October 13, 2018, this is kind of where in the story their movements were under intense scrutiny because they appeared on Dateline NBC and Dr. Phil. And it had been said that Melissa's initial actions were false. You know, things that she stated in her normal routine were, were a lie. So they say the actual version of events is as follows. At 5.48 a.m., Melissa awoke briefly to see Carly was lying next to her and fell back to sleep. Between 7.15 and 7.30 a.m., she woke to find Carly was gone and that the front door was slightly ajar. Worried, she and Zachary spent two hours driving around White Mountain Estates in the surrounding desert. Thinking maybe Carly had just gone for a walk to clear her mind and they were not able to find her. Zachary called Lindsay in Nevada, who in turn told him to contact the authorities. This time it was 935. But what was said previously is that she woke up around 545 a.m. and getting the kids ready for school. However, when she opened Carly's door, she found out she was not in her bed and that Zachary hadn't seen her that morning. I don't know why she would lie or 
exaggerated a little bit? I don't know. But nonetheless, with no immediate indication of abduction or physical description of a vehicle, no Amber Alert was sent out in regards to Carly's disappearance. Due to the remote area of where they lived and the limited resources available to the Mono County Sheriff's Office, the FBI and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children were brought in to assist. So when investigators visit the home, they found no indication of forced entry. Carly had left behind all of her personal belongings, including her cell phone, glasses, and money that she did have. The FBI combed through her cell phone and social media accounts and found a text to her boyfriend, which indicated she believed the weed she smoked at the party had been laced with something. This had led them to believe she could still be having that feeling of the effects of the drugs, you know, and that's why she went missing. Three possible sightings were brought to the attention of authorities, a neighbor and a retired motorcycle officer with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Office recalled seeing a thin female with long hair walk by his house. And <laughs> what's crazy is she had a piece of paper in her hand. Another neighbor who lives down the street on White Mountain Estates Road, west of Ponsarosa Street, claimed to have seen Carly during this time, also with a paper in her hand. Finally, a third witness who was cutting firewood saw a girl fitting Carly's description in the vicinity of U.S. Highway 6, standing behind a barbed wire fence. As such, investigators were able to determine she was likely last seen walking south towards the highway, approximately 30 yards east of it and 100 yards south of Sierra View Road. Some online places have suspected that the girl seen by these witnesses was, in fact, Melissa and not Carly. There has been no evidence found to sustain these claims as there are no security cameras on the exterior of the home, nor are there any gas stations or other markers in the vicinity within their own cameras. A family friend that shared that Carly had never given any indication that she wanted to run away or that she was involved in anything more sinister a week-long search was conducted by the sheriff's office involving helicopters, searches, horsebacks, on and off vehicle, roads, and cadaver dogs. A total of 60 police personnel were involved and were aided by search and rescue teams who helped comb the surrounding area and bishop. On October 25th, the efforts were officially suspended, but that did not stop private search parties from setting out to search the the high desert, and White Mountains. Throughout the course of the searches, Melissa would provide live stream updates via Facebook. Posters with Carly's image and descriptions were put in grocery stores, gas stations, on light posts, and in diners across Eastern California. A week after she went missing, a sheriff's office set up a checkpoint along Highway 6. And while 50 people shared they'd driven through an area on October 13th, None recalled anyone seeing or matching the description of a girl walking along or near the road. But in December 2018, bloody underwear was found near some coyote scout. It was collected for testing, but it was not sent to the right facility and instead was delivered to the California Department of Justice. The sheriff's office have since stated they do not believe the underwear to be linked to the case. There have been reported sightings of Carly in California and Nevada, but none of them turned out to be her. 
In January 2019, 18-year-old James Dolan pled guilty to contributing to the delinquency of a minor in relation to Carly's use of weed at a party that night before she disappeared. He initially began arrested on allegations that he provided the weed to her. As of publishing, the case is still being investigated as a missing person case due to the lack of evidence that occurred in this. In this, So, investigators do not currently have a theory as to what may have happened as such, but all leads and all thoughts are possible. Although their tip line has received numerous calls, there has not been any viable leads Given the lack of evidence or direction, no one has been cleared of involvement and no one has been charged in relation to the case. A private investigator who was hired by Lindsay has said the sheriff's office has not followed proper protocol when investigating Carly's disappearance, citing the fact they didn't take her betting for analysts. They also did not search through the family cars. Lindsay fears her daughter may have overdosed on the night she went missing. While Melissa believes she was abducted, Lindsay recalls a chat she had with her daughter when she asked her about LSD. This had led her to suspect she took the drug and was high that night. She feels Melissa awoke to find Carly. Basically, you know, she was dying. She died because of the overdose. And this is given because of her lack of credibility as she shared four or five stories about the events of that night. Melissa denies this and any involvement in the disappearance of Carly. So there is some theories in this case, and many being as though they they believe that Carly may have died as a result of drug overdose. Many feel she made it out of the house alive and somehow noted that Carly's erratic behavior could not have solely been the result of her just smoking weed. This leads into Lindsay's belief that her daughter had taken a stronger drug, possibly LSD, which would explain her behavior and strange thoughts on the night she went missing. As mentioned before, there's no evidence Carly died in the family home, and given the lack of body and suspect, it is difficult to say if this is what occurred. And that's what I was saying. I was like, this girl had to take something more than that because... I was literally watching this show the other day and this girl, she took something and she was like being frantic, hallucinating, like it was real full blown. So yeah, I definitely agree with that one. And another popular theory in the case and one that has been suggested by Melissa and Zachary is that Carly was kidnapped, most likely walking along Highway 6. During an interview with the ghost family, Dr. Phil speculated that she may have been picked up by human traffickers while walking along the highway, meaning there is a possibility she could be alive, but forced to work in prostitution. This is this could be true too, because like I said, you know, highways are definitely the gateway towards human trafficking. And then you have a young girl who's frantic, doesn't know what she's doing. It's easily possible. And then there is a third theory. A final theory states that Carly's disappearance is related to that of Madeline Lynn Gailfelter, who went missing from Reno, Nevada on September 19, 2018. There is no evidence to support this theory, as Madeline's body was eventually located and her cause of death deemed a suicide. The Bring Carly Home and Justice for Carly Ghost Facebook pages have been created to help raise awareness about the case. 
Carly's disappearance has been featured on the Dr. Phil show with her mother, father, and stepmother all making appearances. The case has been covered on the Crime Stories with Nancy Grace podcast. Throughout the course of the investigation, the family has been subjected to ridicule and cruel comments by those online because they believe Melissa and Zachary has something to do with the disappearance. At the beginning of every football game at Bishop Union High School, the announcer reminds attendees to keep Carly in their thoughts and prayers. Lindsay has kept in constant stream of social media posts in effort to keep awareness of the case in the public eye. She has pleaded for anyone with any information to come forward and to notify authorities. Y'all, this case is so sad because it's like that poor baby had something that was laced and it made her go into a frantic episode. And she probably was out there that night, left our house thinking that her house probably wasn't safe and secure. It's just sad. It's so sad. Like, I'll never understand it. But, you know, I just, you know, you try to keep the faith alive. You, you definitely do. Because it it's truly sad. Like, she was 16 at the time. So, you know, you got to think about that. That was in 2018. So, but... That day, she was last seen wearing a white t-shirt. She had band shoes on, and she had either dark gray sweatpants or a pair of skinny jeans on. It doesn't state which one, but it has both. If there's any information, you are asked to contact the Mono County Sheriff's Office. All information will be linked in the description box for you all to check out. Again, as in any episode that I cover, I'm sending love and light to all family involved, friends as well. You know, we tend to forget the friends. Friends feel this pain too. So guys, until the next episode, I'll see you. And let's keep sharing these missing person stories. Because again, once they, I feel like once stories reach national news, they go away when no new evidence comes and we have to continue to do our part. So guys, until the next episode, I'll see you. Bye-bye.